game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Well, if you didn't know who Lucas Dostal was before this game, you certainly do now. The Anaheim Ducks goalie makes 46 saves as the Ducks stun the Oilers 4-3 this afternoon at Rogers Place. The shots in the game, 49-17 for the Oilers. In the third period, 23-2. But one of those two Anaheim shots went in. John Klingberg got the game winner, 6-08 into the third. And the Oilers dropped to 17-14-1 on the season, just 9-8-1 at home. So it was looking like... Uh, putting together a little bit of a run here and then they come home for two games and just get one out of a possible four points for just the second time this season the Ducks win consecutive games and for just the third time this season the Ducks win a game in regulation time they have nine wins now in the year just three have been accomplished in 60 minutes Reed Wilkins Rob Brown Hartlett Ford overtime open line we're live in studio 99 okay to me Rob mm -hmm. speaking very generally um, there were two halves to this game up to Anaheim taking a 3-1 lead and then after Anaheim taking a 3-1 because the game kind of went more like the way I thought it would but by the time it got going that way the Oilers were playing catch up well yeah and Bob asked after the game he said did the Oilers get what they deserved or should they have gotten better and to me it's a bit of both the way they played in the first 35 minutes of this game uh, it was a game that they didn't play well enough and they made critical critical mistakes big mistakes the way they played in the last 35 minutes and especially the, excuse me the last 25 minutes and especially the last 20 they deserved two points I mean they were dominant and the shot I mean the two shots Anaheim had the one was a, a hope play from the, the boards that went in and I think the other shot was a dump in so it wasn't as though they were creating and, and the play was all in one zone but the, we've talked about it many many times that when a team is trailing and trying to come back they need especially for multiple goals you need to play a perfect game and the Oilers played a near perfect game once they fell behind but the one mistake they made was a, an unforced error where Bouchard gave the puck away in his own zone and then uh, pulled a, a Jesse Pugliarvi where he was he screened the goaltender like he, he he made himself big in front of Skinner like yes he does in the opposition's end and Skinner had no chance so the perfection was close but you're chasing and now you need everything to go right and you need the breaks and the bounces and the others didn't get that. I mean Connor McDavid had uh, the one shot off the pass from Drysaddle. He hit the post, and then they hit the post again. Like those are the things that, when you're chasing a game, uh, they can happen, and you don't you don't get the the execution that you need. So it was uh, two games, but the Oilers' first game or first half or whatever you want to call it created what happened in the second half. That was a, a comeback that fell short. Yeah, four three, the Ducks take it. I actually didn't start. I, I didn't mind the Oilers' game through about the first six minutes, and they got the lead. So I, I don't know if they thought they were going to roll or they just couldn't keep it going. But a, an ongoing theme, and now what, we're, we're 32 games into the season. I mean, the Oilers can score, and they can they can provide offense. They can get shots. Mm -hmm. I, I You know, the goal scorers tonight were, again, some of the usual suspects with Nurse Nugent Hopkins and... Uh, 
and McDavid. But, you know, I thought that was one of Holloway's best games. Oh, Holloway other, was other, excellent. Other guys yep. were dangerous. Even though Ryan they, played well in the, the, the moments he got. Right. So, you know, this they, they attacked in this game, and they kept plays. And Anaheim turned, to be fair, Anaheim turned the puck over a ton, oh. too, including with 10 seconds <laughs> left. They gave the Oilers one final chance. But but for the Oilers, the, the theme remains the big mistakes, the puck management, the plays where players either – aren't under pressure or aren't under a ton of pressure. You know, Nurse was the the culprit last game, at least in terms of the obvious mistakes. It's going to be Bouchard tonight, who's had a tough year. Like, can, can these be eliminated? Do we just well, have players who aren't playing carefully, thoughtfully enough? Like, what's going on? Well, they can be eliminated to an extent uh, I, I think the the Oilers need to simplify I think uh, Darnell and, and Evan on the back end sometimes try to create things that aren't there and they just put undue stress on themselves and sometimes their teammates when simplification is a better way of going uh, I mean Evan Bouchard at the end he's got it on his back and he tries a little backhand sauce to an open area get the puck out this is the second time in this game where his backhand cost him on a play he just uh, have a little urgency in the game simplify and it, it's funny you say the anaheim makes the big mistakes and they did and you're right the one with 10 seconds to go that game is over ice the puck it's you're, the oilers aren't going to get there and he flips it and tyson berry gets another great a scoring chance because they don't get it out but you ex the anaheim ducks are not a good hockey club and they're not and stats show it the standings show they're not a good hockey club so the expectations are those mistakes are there the oilers believe they're a hockey club that can compete for the stanley cup so you you mark them on a different level so when they make those big mistakes well they're not supposed to right. this is supposed to be a good team the anaheim ducks when they give the puck away late in a game like that well it's the anaheim ducks that's why they are where they are so that's why when you look at some of the plays that the Oilers made in the last few games the big mistakes uh, are, are so glaring because this is supposed to be a top four team or a top six team or top eight team in the nhl there's going to be mistakes made but they can't be over and over and over and when they are made they're so five alarm that they're get coming back to bite them so that's what's so disappointing for the Oilers on this homestand is at times up front, i mean up front they played well enough to gain four points but the big mistakes they've made allowed them only to get one all right, so the Ducks win it 4-3. That's their ninth win of the season. Uh, yeah, as I said, the Oilers' record, uh, you know, is starting to look a little better. Now it looks a little mediocre again, 17-14-1 on the season. $300 donation to 630 Chet Sands Anonymous. James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They're filling the net $100 to Santa's every time the Oilers score. Big weekend for uh, 630 Chess Anonymous delivery weekend. So thanks to everybody who uh, helped today or is going to be helping out tomorrow. Okay, he is at the mic for Eclipse Restoration, named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit eclipse247.ca. Head coach, Jay Woodcroft. I think uh, we poured 49 shots on net. Uh, I thought their goaltender played uh, pretty well, and I thought, um, you know, we can do a better job on the goals against. For us, um, you know, I thought there was compete and, and uh, offensive chances for, but what we gave them, I thought, were within our control, and we can do a better job. 
Evan Bouchard after the game was, uh, he was frustrated with himself, talked about the mistakes that he, he made. It's a few times now that, that he's been in that spot talking to us about those. What are you seeing with his game, Jay, and how does he work his way through this? Well, I think he's a young D-man. Um you know, that's going through um, a stretch where um, simplicity um, might be his way out of it rather than complexity. And uh, simple plays with the puck, simple um, reads with the puck. Um, you know, but he's a, he's a young man that's learning his way in the, the National Hockey League. Fortunately, those goals ended up in, uh, or those chances against ended up in our net, and the, the margins were thin today. It seems maybe, sorry, seems like, uh, you know, at the start of the, that uh, New York trip you're talking about, kind of errors within your control, I mm. that's when it was. Did you, do you feel like there was a lot of that tonight where you defended pretty well, but the errors that you did give up were, were pretty common? Yeah, I mean, you look at their chance, their shots on net and how many were actually chances, um, you know, we... Uh, and give them credit. They came in and they did. They uh, found a way to get two points. Give them credit. But uh, on certainly some of the goals against, we feel we could do a better job. So do you, do you find that overall positive as a coach that you're defending well enough? Or you know those those errors that are pretty crucial are, are the ones that are hurting you. Is it, how do you find maybe find, strike that balance? Or what do you think about that? Well, I, I don't find it positive that those errors happened. And um, but I find positives in that game tonight. And we're going to look to accentuate those positives. But we got to clean some stuff up too. And uh, you know, in terms of the collective defending, anytime you can hold a team under, uh, you know, to the amount of shots that we we held them to. You expect to win the game, especially when you pour 49 on the opposite opposite net, and the the types of chances are are different. So, um, the big errors we think uh, are within our control, and we got to clean them up. And just last one for me, uh, Philip Roberg was that uh, injury, illness, or condition that he did? Injury. Yeah, he got hurt yesterday. Yeah. Uh, your support scoring. If if you know, you're a team that's having a hard time getting keeping out of your net lately. Uh, I don't I don't agree with that spec. I think if you look at the goals against in the last 12 games, uh, I wouldn't say we've had a hard time keeping it over net. Um, but sorry to interrupt your question. Yeah. Do you need more from your guys that aren't in the power play? Do you need more from your support scorers here? Well, yeah, we're looking for, for contributions. And, um, you know, we had some people with, with grade-A chances on their tape. Um, sometimes the, the other team's goalie gets a say in it. Uh, their goalie played well tonight. Um, and other times uh, we can just be sharper. I, I think back to the start of the game. We're up one nothing, and I saw, you know, a yawning cage uh, open net and that we weren't sharp enough on offensively. Uh, we didn't bear down in that situation. It, it didn't make it to nothing. Um, you know, I think support scoring, yeah, we need more. Uh, and, you know, um, you know, I think it's not that anybody's not trying. It's it's uh, just hasn't gone in for them. So uh, I guess your thoughts on the fact, I mean, you kind of gave away a point the other night, the late goal. Yeah. Uh, you get no points tonight. 
Yep. Those are three points in two games that, that you don't get. What's the feeling on, you know, maybe tightening this thing up and trying to grab those points? A, a disappointment in the room? What do you think? Well, I think we set out to win the two points that are on the table that evening every single night. I think um, we're seven, seven, four and one now, I think, in, in the last little bit. Um, you know, certainly we, we feel um, that in tonight's game, you know, we made some critical errors that if you want the two points, you can't make against any team in the National Hockey League. Give Anaheim credit. They competed hard. Uh, we felt we poured 49 shots on net. We scored more than enough goals to win. It's what we gave up that, was, um, that has to get cleaned up. This is a tough game for Stu Skinner when he hardly sees the puck for the last 40 minutes. That's a good question for Stu. He said the third period for sure was because he did. He never saw the puck in the third. I think we shot him like 30 to nine in the last two periods. Yeah. So okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, there's a few tools at a coach's disposal to get different results. You can you can sit guys. You can change pairings. You can change structure. Yeah. Uh, I guess, where do you think the answer might lie in, in trying to get a little bit more performance out of some of your core blue liners that we're seeing some of these mistakes from? Well, um, I think you look at every area of the game and what I think is important is, I think it's important for coaching staffs to see it clear. So um, to take the emotion out of things, um, to watch and then re-watch and make sure, um, you mentioned the word structure, that it's not a structural thing. I, I, I've seen individual errors that are within control. And um, so, you know, how do you eliminate those? Um, you have lots of conversations, there's video. Um, but in the end, uh, we talked about this the other day, um, individually we can be better in some situations that are within our control, certainly. Um, and that's not on one player, that's not on one position. Um, as a team, there's moments within games where we, we can handle those moments better. That said, over the last 13 games, you know, we've done a pretty good job. We've, uh, we thought tonight was a winnable game. We thought last game was a winnable game. Um, we didn't get it done, so we got to clean up some things. Good. Thanks, guys. That is Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft after a 4-3 loss to the Anaheim Ducks. Again, the shots 49-17 for the Oilers, including 23-2 in the third period. I think he has suggested the quick change for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. He was asked about Evan Bouchard specifically. He might apply to a few players on the team. Simplicity might be his way out of it. You know I like golf. I've never, yeah. I've never heard a struggling golfer say... You know, I just decided I was going to hit the riskiest shots possible. I was going to go after every flag, hit over every water hazard. But I have heard golfers say, I was off my game, so I just started thinking center of the green, center of the green, center of the green. Well, it's it. this goes back to what we said before the game. This goes back to what we said after last game when we talked about Darnell Nurse. And I keep saying the same thing. Simple game. That's all they have to do. Get Put pucks off glass, put pucks off boards. Uh, don't don't try to make something out of nothing. And uh, normally, when that happens, it happens to a skilled player, a guy that's capable of making plays, and they always feel as though they need to. And we've uh, we've seen Darnell over this last little stretch, who stats-wise is having a very good season, but he's making the big mistake, and a lot of it, he's got time, and he's waiting for something to open up. And by the time 
he, he feels, okay, better make a play now. It's too late, and now the turnover happens. Nevin Bouchard's the same thing. He gets the puck on his stick, and instead of uh, a great example, I mean, the Oilers were all over the Ducks in the third period. So when, get the puck inside your blue line. Your only goal is to get it outside the blue line. Just do that. Get the puck outside the blue line, and nothing bad can happen. But when you try to make something that's not there, well, now you can turn nothing into something for the opposition. So uh, I, I said it last game about Nurse, and I was goes with Bouchard too. They need to simplify their games at times. No coach will ever, ever get mad at you if you make a simple, easy, safe play. Coaches will have heart, heart attacks and headaches when you make a play that isn't there and it creates an easy opportunity for the other team. And that's what Jay Woodcroft was talking about, the unforced individualistic errors they, they've been making as of late where they've just turned nothing into something for the other team and that something has turned into a goal in the back of the net against the Edmonton Oilers. All right, Oilers lose 4-3 to the Ducks. Josh is a winner today, however, of a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. Excitement bet on it. He took the under. I set the line for River Cree Resort and Casino at 4.5. How many goals would the Oilers score today so they only get to 3? All right, more post-game reaction coming. We're also happy to talk to you. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty pro all the way. Ducks take it 4-3. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Out of Fogel, gets over center, and he'll dump it in. In behind White, he's got to go after it. He'll take a hard hit from Fogel for Vitrano. He'll get pasted on the boards by Costin, and the puck comes up the right wing. All right, our crunch of the game is for Cougar Paint Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years, and counting Warren Fogel back in action. Uh, hadn't played since that dramatic comeback win over the New York Rangers, and Fogel today plays 9:41, three shots on goal, credited with a couple of hits. The Oilers lose 4-3 to the Anaheim Ducks, who get their ninth victory of the season. Okay, uh, if you're on hold, hang tight. We're just going to go down to the Oilers dressing room. Here's Leon Dreisaitl. Feel like a, a night where you were maybe chasing your mistakes a little bit, trying to outscore them. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, weren't sharp in the first two periods, and turned it on in the in the third there. But um, uh, too many mistakes. Big mistakes, like giving away goals they don't have to earn. Is that fair? Yep, that's fair. Feel like you guys did enough. Like their goalie made a but do you feel like you did enough to create enough havoc for him, uh, do you think? Not over the 60 minutes, but I, I thought in, in the third we obviously created uh, numerous chances, but, um, yeah, shouldn't shouldn't even get to that situation. What would you say just kind of overall about the, the, the way the group's defending kind of in general right now? Has it been a little too up and down for you? Or yeah, um, I think too many individual mistakes. Um, from everyone, defensemen forwards too. Uh, um, and then we're maybe a little out of position after that where we're chasing it. Um, so, yeah, gotta, gotta clean that up. What's the feeling in here? You admittedly gave a point away the other night against St. Louis. You don't get any points tonight. Uh, what's the feeling in the room about wasting these points? Yeah, it's frustrating uh, right now, obviously, but um, can't hang our heads. Uh, to park it, learn from it, and, um, you know, we got a big road trip coming up. Well, 
Drysdale said something there. Mistakes by defensemen and forwards defending. You know, I, I get it. Bouchard made puck mistakes mm -hmm. tonight. Nurse did the other night. All, all fair. But, I, I mean, the Oilers' big guys... Now, clearly, the third period was almost comical. Yep. It was, yeah. But, you know, the, the, you know, that line with Terry on it had some pretty good shifts, especially for Anaheim. And sometimes it was against Leon and Connor. Yep. And there was a shift in the second period. The Ducks were working the puck around. And they... I don't know if you remember this, Rob. I wish I could have taken a snapshot of it at the time. They got the puck down low behind the net. There was a duck behind the net. There was a duck in front of the net. There was an Oilers defenseman guarding that player. All the other Oilers forwards were between the hash marks and the blue line. Mm -hmm. So the other team has the puck, and you have four guys really nowhere near where they should be defensively. Well, again, I go back to the, the, the game-winning or the game-tying goal for St. Louis the other night. Darnell Nurse had his puck knocked out of the air. But again, that wasn't the only mistake. And, and Leon more or less said what we were, what I was trying to explain to the night is they'll make the big mistake, but then the coverage and the decision-making after that mistake isn't good either. I mean, then Connor picked the puck up behind the net and he's the one that lost the puck. And then when the puck comes out in front, it's Nurse that's scrambling back. There's no other forward that was in front of the net, no other player. I mean, when you got a one goal lead late in a hockey game, your house is where everyone one is. I mean, watch, watch the Ducks today. I mean, the end. They had five guys in front of the net the whole time. Now, they couldn't get the puck out of their own zone, but there was a desperation in their game. They tried blocking everything. And the Oilers sometimes, uh, well, let's, they're, they're not a great defensive team at times. And, but I, I think and it's not just... And it, it's and re it, also recovery from the mistakes. Yep. I, I mean, hockey, there's, there's turnovers and mistakes all the time. Mm -hmm. So... What happens when you when you make the mistake? Where are your guys? And I feel like when the Oilers make a mistake, there's already too many players who are thinking offense or who are thinking, okay, we got to go, as opposed to being careful. Let's get the puck out first. Oh, yeah, is that fair. 100%. And again, I mean, we pin it on a Nurse or a Bouchard in the last couple of games. It's not just two players that are playing that way. All right, Oilers lose 4-3 to the Ducks. We'll get to your calls here after the quick news and weather update. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, you can go to the 630 Ched website, print up a free coupon for an appetizer at Japanese Village. Not today, though. Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. So you just heard uh, the news there with Thomas, wind chill of minus 28, or as we call it in northern Alberta, not that cold. You don't even need to do your jacket up, do you? Yeah, you're just fine. Just quickly run to the store. You're good. <laughs> I go for a run tonight. Well, I have my, I, you, you saw upstairs, my, my son's in town from Vancouver with his girlfriend. She, she this no, is the cold. in Edmontonian. He's from Edmonton. Uh, oh, he's softened since he went to BC. He's not the same <laughs> tough kid he used to be. And his girlfriend, this is the coldest weather she's ever been in her, in her entire life. She's never been anything worse oh, than minus well. 10. I said, oh, this is nothing. Well, yeah. She'll get used to it. <laughs> well, we, we had to go dress her up. <laughs> we had to find her clothes to wear because apparently they don't have minus 30 in Vancouver. Oilers lose 4-3 to the Ducks. John Klingberg got the game winner with 13.52 left in the third. Tons of pressure by the Oilers. They cannot solve Lucas Destel, who finishes with 46 saves, including 22 in the third period. We got Big Bad Joe on the Certainty Hotline. Joe, go ahead. Hey, you guys. How are you doing? Good. Okay, I would like to wish you guys all on really Merry, Merry Christmas. 
And uh, you know what? I look at the game from tonight, from they just couldn't score. But what bothers me is all the time the, the mistakes that are being made on the defense, and I know the forwards are responsible too, but the Woodcross message gets a bit old. We have to clean up. We hear that now already for so much games, you know. They have to do something, though, get, get defensive help or whatever, because it ain't looking good, though, if you know what I mean. Yeah, the, the problem, there's, I, I know you're, you think there, there should be some changes on the back end, whether you find new players or you sit players out, something along that line? Yeah. But the problem yeah, for the Oilers is salary cap-wise, they can't just go yeah. out and, and, and make changes that way. And then when it comes to players, uh, is Ryan Murray a better player than the players they have in the lineup? So there's only so much you can do. So when he says clean up, I mean, they talked about the fact they've got to watch more video and they got to talk about things. And uh, Bob and I talked at the end of the game, a lot of the, the problems with the Oilers are self-inflicted, plays that they don't need to make. It's one thing for, for example, a Zegris in this game tonight to come down and dipsy doodle the defenseman, beat him and go in and score. Well, you know what? Hats off. That was a great offensive play by the Anaheim Duck player. It's another thing when you turn the puck over and give them a wide-open opportunity for no reason at all. And I think that's what's happened in these this last little stretch here. The mistakes the others have made have been big mistakes and have been ones that weren't needed and have been ones that eventually have cost the others not only goals but points in the standings. All right, 4-3, the Ducks take it. Uh, no doubt about it. The Ducks goaltender, Lucas Dostal, the first star, Connor McDavid, picked as the second star. He gets his 28th goal of the season. His point streak is now at 12 games. Ryan Strome, who got a breakaway goal. He's the third star. Fourth star is for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. I'm going to give it to Dylan Holloway. Who's yours? I, I agree. I thought that was uh, a very noticeable game for Holloway physically creating chances he had a couple good opportunities to score goals i personally would love to see more of dylan holloway i, I think more minutes he did get a few more minutes tonight uh, the, the others they don't have a uh, you know a, a, most teams have a fourth line that gets very little ice time well the others have a bottom six they had five guys that didn't get double digits in ice time holloway did sneak out of that tonight played over 12 minutes and deserving i'd like to see him get more ice time i think he's been very good of late all right, 780-496-0063. We have Brian on the line. Hey, Brian, go ahead. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, so I'd have to uh, agree totally with Rob that as far as Dylan Holloway goes, uh, definitely time to, to see him get a, a few more minutes. He's, he's actually reminding me a lot uh, in, his, in his style and his play, uh, you know, uh, even though it's been limited. Um, he sh he's showing me that he's got signs to be almost like a Hyman-like uh, player. Uh, that, that's, a really, that's a good point, and, and yes, I agree. He's, he's hard to knock off the puck. He plays with some edge. Uh, he initiates contact, which is good to see because he's, I mean, he was a, a highly skilled player in college, yet he initiates the con uh, contact. Uh, he drives the net, which you love seeing in a young player. He doesn't play on the perimeter. He's always in around the net, so... Yeah, you're, Hyman is a great example of a player that uh, he's trying to emulate, and that's a good player to emulate because there's only positives when you talk about Zach Hyman and the way he plays. All right, Oilers lose 4-3 to the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Back down to the dressing room. Here's defenseman Evan Bouchard. I feel like one of those games, Evan, where your, your group's trying to outscore some mistakes and, and not able to tonight. 
yeah, it's uh, it feels that way. I think it's the um, mistakes that came off first, our sticks, my stick. Um, that just can't happen. Um, so it does cause us to chase a little bit. I know, uh, you know, you've been through a little bit of this recently. I imagine it's frustrating for you. What's the right way to approach? You know, we know you don't want this to happen, but when it does, what do you do here? Um, I think you learn from it. Um, you know, it's happened too much recently. I think I'll go back to the fundamentals, keeping things simple. On the goal there with the long shot on Klingberg, where you, you seem like you look back a couple times, you're just trying to find the way to get out of Skinner's way, or what, what maybe happened there? Yeah, trying to see there's a guy coming back door, kind of waiting there. Um, got out of the way, obviously, way too late. What sort of plays when you, you try to get past Ryan Spurlock? play normally works 95%, but he's an offensive player. Ryan Strom, so mm -hmm. kind of read it, stick in the way. Is that how you saw it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a play you definitely have to make. Um, you know, he had a good stick, but it's one that uh, definitely has to be made. Is this a scenario where, I mean, shift to shift, you feel like the team's defending reasonably well? It's just kind of circling and eliminating the, the bigger mistakes. Do you think you're close as a group, other than those? I think so. Yeah, I think the you know the mistakes that turnovers you make are uh, no big ones. Usually end up in the well, at least right now, ending up in the back of our net. Um, you know, leaving Skinner up to dry a little bit here. But um, like I said, their turnovers, at least for myself, that need to get cleaned up. When a forward, when a forward's having bad luck or having a bad couple of weeks, it's hitting close and it's all but pucks. When a defenseman has a bad couple of weeks, it seems like every mistake you make is a giant mistake. Is there a couple of you going through that right now? Uh, I know myself, it definitely feels that way. When it's turned over, it's going back the other way. Um, like I said, to go back to the fundamentals. Uh, Evan, Leon mentioned kind of the start that you guys had. You know, what, what'd you, what would you say about the way you guys started the game uh, tonight? How, how do you feel like you guys did in that regard? Um, we knew we wanted to come out strong. Um, we knew these are two points that uh, we really wanted, and uh, unfortunately we didn't get. Uh, well, yeah, the Oilers don't get it. I mean, I talked about them playing a little angry or peeved after the last mm -hmm. game. I don't don't know if we saw that till they had to chase this one a little bit, but uh, the Ducks win at 4-3. Here's what's happening on the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Hurricanes lead the Stars 1-0 in the first. After one, Rangers and Flyers 1-1. Late in the first period, Caps leading the Leafs 2-1. Lightning up 2-0 on the Canadians. Early on, no score, Panthers and Devils. Earlier, Senators beat the Red Wings 6-3. Bruins win at home 4-2 against the Blue Jackets. In football, a historic comeback today, the largest one in NFL history. The Vikings were down 33 points to the Colts. They win 39-36 in overtime. The Browns have beaten the Ravens 13-3. And uh, the third-place game at the World Cup, Croatia over Morocco. 2-1, and right here on 6.30, Chet, Oilers lose 4-3 to the Ducks. All right, we got Frank on the Certainty Hotline as well. Go ahead, Frank. Hey, guys. Uh, okay, let's look for a silver lining, I guess, in this situation. I was hoping after the uh, game the other night that they would respond. They obviously didn't. Uh, I guess the silver lining is that it's still early in the season, and I'm hearing Rob saying that these are mostly self-inflicted inflicted wounds, uh, which are fixable. But I've also heard you guys saying that they keep making the same bad decision after bad decision. And, uh, of course, every decision a player makes has a risk-reward that's attached to it. 
And uh, right now they're making more bad decisions and you got to get that out of their system. And I guess my big question or my big concern is they don't seem to be learning from all the opportunities they have, video, coaches, talking to, et cetera, et cetera. How do you guys feel about that? Well, that's a good point. Uh, again, I mean, Jay Woodcroft talks about learning experience. We're going to uh, go watch video, but we'll clean things up. And we talk about the fact that they are self-inflicted, things that are very fixable. But the one thing that worries a fan is when the, the, the plays that are fixable aren't fixed, and then it happens again. And then three games down the road, you think, okay, everything's going the right direction. There's that same mistake. And it's... There's certain, and it's funny because it's not it's not all the players making those mistakes. There's certain players when Broberg was playing, you go back and you think, okay, when's the last time I saw him make a, a big mistake or a CC? So to me, it's guys that are, are skilled that feel like they need to make plays at all times. They need to find something out there instead of just punting, instead of getting making the simple play. So uh, I know that this is the first time I, I heard the coaching staff actually use the word simplicity. We've been talking about it now for the last week or so when asked what Nurse needs to do, but simplify his game. And I, I think that if they do that, simplify it, the others are going to score enough goals. So you don't have to create something in your own zone because the, the others are going to find ways to create in the offensive zone. Simplify, and at a point, the coaching staff and the GM will say, okay, this is this fixable situation still fixable, or is this player not capable right and at that some point you're going to make a decision i do believe the oilers feel the coaching staff and gm that the players that are making these mistakes will get through this but at some point you say okay is this is this well, something still improvements that need to be made oh absolutely and it's and again we we, we the most of the, the words or the talk has been about a bouchard and a nurse but there's a lot more players that are making mistakes now a lot of them are just giveaways a lot of them are reads a lot of them are defensive zone coverage uh, those are just as important that the Oilers are making mistakes on as well, that when the one mistake is made, it's compounded because the other players aren't putting themselves in the proper proper positioning. Scoring goals will never be a problem for the Edmonton Oilers, but as we found, as you get into more important games against better teams and into playoffs, preventing goals become more important. All right, it is a 4-3 decision for the Anaheim Ducks over the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Just to recap it, Nurse scored 5.07 into the game from Ryan and Bouchard. It was then Carrick from McTavish as he had a wide-open net tap-in. And then still in the first period, Fowler on the power play. McTavish got another assist on that one. Strom on a breakaway. Uh, Bouchard gave it away to him at the blue line. He went in alone, beat Skinner. So 11-29 left in the second period. Oilers were down 3-1. Nugent Hopkins gets his 15th from McDavid and Dreisaitl with 27.9 seconds left in the second period. McDavid tied it on a two-man advantage. His 28th of the season from Dreisaitl and Barry, 2.06 into the third. Then Klingberg from Vetrano and Strom. Uh, that was the Ducks' last shot of the game, actually. At that point, they had four goals on 17 shots, so they didn't get a shot on goal after that. Well, I think the other shot in the third period was a dump-in. They don't did hit the outside of the post. I think Leeson hit the outside of the post. It actually was third. a nice play by him on that play. Yeah. Well, there was you. anyone that was in the stance today, your, your neck hurts one way because you were only looking in one direction for the entire third period. Unfortunately, the Oilers weren't able to capitalize on the number of grade-A scoring chances they had. They, they had enough good looks at the net to have had four or five in that third period. But a, a young kid in net had an outstanding hockey game. 
Oilers two for six on the power play. Anaheim was uh, one for two. The uh, just want to check the faceoff stats here. Yeah, 57% for Anaheim. That was noticeable. And, and they won. I mean, sometimes it's like, well, okay, but they won some some big, big faceoffs. Yeah. You know, shorthanded couple late in the game. I know they iced it a couple times late in the game. But yeah, the Oilers just could not find the uh, the the tying goal tonight. You mentioned the play, 3.15 to go. McDavid shoots a one-timer, hits the post, bounces into the crease, gets knocked back, hits <laughs> the same goal post. Uh, Hyman had that, first of all, another classic Hyman play, just taking the puck across the crease. The puck went in, whistle went, I, I think if they'd said, oh, it went in before the whistle, I think the Ducks would have challenged for goalie interference well, yes. and probably gone. Uh, well, I, that's why I thought they disallowed it. I thought they said that it was goalie interference, what the ref said, but you saw either that way it either way, it wasn't going to count because you didn't see the Oilers even thinking about challenging. I mean, his stick was in the goalie's pad pushing him, and you could see the whole goalie moving all the way back in. But again, a great play by Hyman taking it to the net. Uh, they had ample opportunities to score more than three goals in this game sometimes, and that's why the big mistakes hurt because some nights you can outplay a team and the puck just can't find the back of the net. But when you make those big mistakes and give up the easy opportunities the other way, they come back and haunt you, and they did tonight. I mean, the Bouchard, the, the, it's, it's a 2-1 game, and the backhand saucer at the blue line, you just can't make that play. And it's not just Bouchard. We talked about the end of the period. John Carlson did it for the Capitals, and that guy's an all-star. But those plays can't be made in close hockey games because those ones bite you. All right, Oilers fall 4-3 to the Ducks. You're going to hear from goaltender Stuart Skinner. It's Heartland Ford, overtime open line. Live Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford overtime open line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Fowler kept that in on the right side. Now into the right wing corner goes to McTavish. Back to Fowler into the middle on the right side. One-timer glove saved by Skinner off of McTavish. He snared it out of the air and held on. All right, that is Stuart Skinner's save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. But Skinner takes the loss today, allowing four goals on 17 shots. Here he is. Maybe just give us an overview on how, how you feel it went tonight, Stuart. Uh, felt like there was a couple of bad bounces uh, that came our way. Um, yeah, I just thought we uh, just couldn't get the job done tonight. It was, uh, felt for me it was kind of just one of those games. Did you feel like... You, you've had 50 shots. I mean, was it one of those days you kind of maybe would like a, a little bit more, or how would you kind of size size up the shots that you faced? Yeah, it's uh, obviously playing in those games. I think are tougher for a goalie. You got to try to stay mentally in it. Um, I know in the third period, I think I I don't know if you guys know how many shots I got, but it was like yeah, one or two, and I was doing nothing out there in the third period. Um, but I mean that that just that's a good sign for our team that we're doing a good job keeping the puck in their end, right? So. Um, it's, it's a tough question because if, if I'm not getting shots, then that means we're doing a good job. And uh, if I am getting shots, I obviously feel a little bit better. The so, game winner from Klingberg, you just couldn't see it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was an odd read for me. I, um, I could have went in my RVH or I could have stayed, uh, stayed up. And obviously now thinking about it, I should have stayed up. But um, I decided to go down and then I just didn't see the release and uh, caught me by surprise. He's got a breakaway from center. You got a lot of time to think. Okay, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? 
You made a good shot on you, low glove. Yeah, it was a great shot. Uh, I got a, I got a, a bit, a bit of a piece of it. Um, it was just, I mean, he, if you go perfectly above the pad, it's hard to, hard to make those saves. And um, yeah, I mean, he's a, obviously a great player, and he had a lot of time, but I had a lot of time to, to do my thing too, right? So. Is what it is. You've uh, you've known Evan for a little bit here, a couple games now. He's had to sort of stand out here and talk about mistakes that he's made. Um, what do you kind of sense from him, and what do you maybe want, want to see from him confidence-wise? Yeah, I've, I have nothing but respect for him. Uh, he work, he works his bag off every single day, and he does so much for me. He does so much for this team. Uh, he knows how to score. He knows how to play defense. Uh, he knows how to block shots. He's got a great stick. He's, you know, he grinds out there, and uh, sometimes things don't go your way. And uh, I don't think that just goes on one guy. I think that goes on um, all 24 of us who's playing. So. Um, you know, I, I can help him out too. I think I, uh, I should have helped him out on that last one, and I can do a better job, a uh, better job for, for Bushi. The, the follower goal, the power play, you looked mad when it went in. Like, I should have had that. Like, it was a long shot, but it looked like mad. Yeah, it was a, again, it was another, uh, like, odd read for me, I guess I, you could say. Uh, I knew it was coming, but I was kind of drifting to the left um, just because, just to have a sight line, and then kind of lost it for a second. And a, another, like, obviously good shot, but it's long enough where I should probably have that. Um, but, I mean, NHL teams are, are good. <laughs> Good point. That is, that is uh, Stuart Skinner's record now nine eight and one. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good point, and, that, and we've actually we said that too. Is is every team in the National Hockey League is capable of winning on any given night? Uh, and the one thing that we talked in the pregame show, on paper, the Oilers are a much better hockey club, but if the Anaheim Ducks can stay close, their will and their belief will be much higher. They don't win very often. So when they have an opportunity, the desperation comes in. And then they got great goaltending. Uh, players were laying out on the line, and the Oilers just didn't get the bouncer break they needed. But it's true. The, the, everyone, every team's got four or five guys, and you talked about it before. They're capable of scoring goals. Well, I mean, Terry's egress. I mean, Strom's a good player. McTavish is a good player. I thought Leeson had a good game. Fowler has been, been uh, a very good player in this league for a number of years. But the Ducks' defense is not. No, they're not on, and, on the level. But when when we're saying is always when they get bounces and breaks defensively, they're still capable of scoring goals, and they scored four goals tonight. Yeah. In which, in most games, is more than enough to win a hockey game in the NHL. Nashville and Dallas for the Oilers' uh, father's trip. So going to have some dads going along with the team. Well, it, it's funny. I know that Bob said it upstairs, and uh, whenever my dad was in the in the arena, those were some of my best games. And I'm sure that the Oilers are going to want to be like that too. But there's also going to be a team that's playing against them that's going to pro probably try and do the the opposite and push back. Well, and Nashville. Speaking of pride and wanting to finally beat the Oilers. And I mean, the way and the way they played the last angry. game. Yeah, yeah. the Nashville Nashville I believe is a better team than they should be. Now I don't know if they're going to get healthier on the back end, but they got guys up front that can score. And those guys are guys that I mean we talk about the Anaheim Ducks have some guys with some skill. Nashville's got guys at another level. The Forsbergs, the Duchesnes, the Johansons. Those are guys that have scored 40 goals in the National Hockey League. The Oilers have to be better with the puck on their stick. They got to make better decisions. And if the Oilers play simple hockey Without the puck, they certainly have good enough players on the on the ice and on their power play to do damage with the puck. So it's going to be a, a test for the Oilers. Two teams that uh, they want to feel good about themselves going into this Christmas break. All right, that game broadcast on Monday, 4:30 for the Faceoff Show.
puck will drop at 6. And, of course, Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to 2 here on 630 Chet. Get more on this game, more on the Oilers on 630Chet.com, globalnews.ca. Big thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here at Rogers Place, and to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer back at 630Chet. Oilers Hockey presented by Friesen Brothers. We've been live in Studio 99. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. The Oilers get 49 shots. The Ducks get 17. But the Ducks win 4-3. Have a good night. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.